Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you tuned in today. And I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. Bless the name of Jesus in this place. The Lord is good. The Lord is greatly to be praised. There is no God like our God. He reigns supreme and he reigns alone. He is holy. He's mighty. He's majestic. He's marvelous. He's matchless. And he is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we praise your name this day. We give you glory this day, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You are welcome in this place. You are welcome in this place. You alone are welcome in this place. Hallelujah, show yourself strong today, oh God. Magnify yourself, magnify, reveal your glory in our midst today, dear God. Save, heal, and deliver in the mighty name of Jesus. Just be glorified, Lord God, and we will continually give your name the praise. Hallelujah. It's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray and we thank you. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning to everybody. We thank the Lord for another day that he has blessed us with and for allowing us to come together this morning uh, for this time of worship. We greet you all in the name of our precious Savior and our Lord Jesus Christ. And to all of you who are watching us via Facebook Live or via uh, live streaming, we thank God for you today. Thank you for tuning in. And we pray that you'll be blessed through this worship experience today. This is the day the Lord has made. We ought to be glad. We ought to rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Our scripture today is coming from the book of Exodus. And I will read um, from the first chapter and a few verses from the second chapter of the book of Exodus. We'll begin at verse number 8 and chapter 1 of Exodus. Now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. And he said to his people, look. The people of the children of Israel, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, lest they multiply and it happen in the event of war that they also join with our enemies and fight against us. So we go up out of this land. And so go up out of this land. Therefore, they set taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh supply cities, Pithom and Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were in dread of the children of Israel. So the Egyptians made the children of Israel serve with vigor. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar, in brick, and in all manner of service in the field. And their service in which they made them serve was with rigor. And then in chapter 2, um, at verse number 23, now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage, and they cried out, and their cry came up to God because of their bondage. So God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God acknowledged them. That's in the reading of the word of the Lord. 
Let us bow in prayer. So, Father, again, we come this morning in the precious and miraculous name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for another day, another opportunity to, to breathe your air, to experience the warmth of your Son, and to experience you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you for another day to experience the fellowship of believers, our brothers and our sisters, our sons and our daughters in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the gift of life, for health and for strength. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence, your Holy Spirit who lives in us. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise today. Praise because of who you are. Your excellent greatness. Your mighty power. Your surpassing knowledge. God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor today. It's in you that we live. It's in you that we move. And it is in you that we have our very being. No one but you could have done what you've done in our lives. No one but you could have done what you've done in this world. God, we praise you today. Thank you, creator God. Thank you for being our sustainer. Thank you for being our keeper. Thank you for being our way out of no way. Thank you, Lord God, for being our provider. We welcome your presence in our midst today. We pray that our worship will be as a sweet-smelling savor in your nostrils. Be glorified in us. Be glorified in this atmosphere. Be glorified in this place. It's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray and we thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's receive our praise ministry now. Hallelujah. God, we bless you. Hey, because, God, you've been so faithful to us, Lord. Hallelujah. God, there's no way we can make it without you. So, God, we come to honor you today. Hallelujah. Because you're worthy. And you brought us from a mighty long way, Jesus. And we know you're going to take us to the end, Jesus. Hallelujah. We have a hope within our souls. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As I look back over my life, I can see how your love has guided me. Even though I've done wrong, you never left me alone. But you forgave me, and you kept on blessing. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. It's because of your mercies that we are not consumed. Because thy compassion, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy Sing with me, Lord, you be guided me even though i've done wrong you never left me alone but you forgave me and you kept on blessing this i recall to my mind therefore i have hope it's because of your mercy we are not consumed because thy compassion fell not they are new every morning great is
can never repay you, Lord, for what you done for me. How you loose my shackles and you set me free. How you made a way out of no way. Turned my darkness into day. You've been my joy in the time of sorrow. Oh, for my tomorrow. Peace in the time of storm. Strength when a weak and worn. I can never repay you, Lord, for what you done for me. How you loose my shackles and you set me free. How you made a way out of no way. Turned my darkness into day. Darkness in today, in my joy in the time of sorrow. Over oh, my tomorrow, peace in the time of storm. Strength when I'm weak and worn, I can never repay you, Lord, for what you done for me. How you loose my shackles and you set me free. How you made a way out of no way. Turn my darkness in today. You've been my joy in the time of sorrow. Over oh, my tomorrow. What's going on? Yes, yes. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. God, you've been faithful, Jesus. Yes, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we can never truly repay, but with our lives, God. We make it a living sacrifice unto you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Because you first loved us, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Because you died on Calvary, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for your love towards us. Thank you, Lord. Yes, God. Thank you for your love. Hallelujah.
say it again from the top. He is jealous for me. Loves like a hurricane. I am a tree bending beneath the weight of his wind and glory. When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory and I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me and oh how he loves us oh oh how he loves us how he loves us oh oh Generation after generation 
would do things that despise him, that man would torment him, would kill him, would mock him, and that even after he died for our sins, and the gospel went forth and people declared his glory and told us what he did, that we would still do things against him. He still, he still left his father's side. Jesus hung on that cross, thinking of me, thinking of you. And that blood that he shed, it covered us then, and it covers us now, covers us tomorrow, and forevermore. That is the love of our Father. Oh, how he loves us all. Oh, how he loves us. How he loves us Thank you for your sacrifice, Jesus. God, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us never forget how precious your blood is. Let us never forget to thank you and praise you for what you've done. Yeah. Hallelujah. If we don't think about our future, if we think about the past and what you've done, God, we are grateful. Yes, God. Yes, God. Let us live lives that honor you yes. and your sacrifice. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. Glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for loving us the way you loved us. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. We're going to go into the Word this morning as we still reflect on the love of, of Jesus, the way he loves us and the sacrifice he made for us on the cross at Calvary. In the book of Exodus, again, in chapter 2, I'll read just verses 23 through 25. Those verses read, Now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage, and they cried out, and, they cry, and their cry came up to God because of the bondage. So God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God acknowledged them. I want to use for a thought this morning, God has a plan. God has a plan. Hallelujah. God has a plan. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you again for this opportunity to stand and proclaim your word. I pray for a fresh anointing of your spirit at this moment in time throughout this message that I will speak uh, your oracles, speak what you've given to me to speak to your people. And I thank you, Lord, that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void or empty, but it will accomplish all that you desire and I thank you also that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. So thank you now for sending your word to us. Thank you uh, for speaking to us this morning. It's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray. Amen. Amen. God has a plan. Tell the person sitting next to you, God has a plan. Amen. When things look dark and bleak and hopeless, it's important for the believer to know that God has a plan. When we're going through difficult days in our personal lives because of some or 
because of some trouble or because even of sickness or disease, it's important for the believer to know that God has a plan. When our nation is riddled with violence and distrust and racism and discrimination, marginalization and disenfranchisement, it is important for us to know that God, that Elohim, the Most High God, the only true and the only living God, He has a plan to work out for His people. God has a plan. God has a plan. I know these words are easy to say and may seem a cop-out to some. Uh, however, history has proven that God always has a plan for his people. It's difficult for us humans sometimes when we're waiting for God to reveal and to work out his plan while at the same time we're going through difficult, painful, and, and frustrating things in our lives. However, I found out that waiting is what we must do if we want to experience God's plans manifested in our lives and in situations in the world. Whatever it is that you may be going through today, whatever we are seeing and experiencing around us and in our lives and are in this world around us today, God wants you to know and God wants you to take courage because he has a plan. Can you believe that? Amen. Amen. For the Israelites, we see that God had a plan for them. And I can't, I can't take you the whole story today, but, 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 but if you read the Bible and you read from even from uh, the, the Torah, from Genesis to um, Deuteronomy, you see that, that God had a plan. You read throughout the Old Testament, you see that God already had a plan. When you go into the New Testament and, 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 and encounter Jesus, you see that God already had a plan. So when you look at the Israelites, you see that God had a plan for them. He called Abraham and entered into covenant with Abraham. He, his promise was that Abraham's seed would be more numerous than the sands of the sea, and that through Abraham's seed, all of the nations of the world would be blessed. Amen? Yeah. God fulfilled his plan to Abraham. Amen. No nation has been able to snuff out the nation of Israel. No nation. No, no attempt of the enemy. God fulfilled his, his promise to Abraham in Jesus Christ. And through Jesus Christ, all nations of the world has been and continue to be blessed. Amen. I know this is not anything. If it's, if it's the truth, say amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, because somebody needs to know that God has a plan. Yeah, that God has a plan. That God has a plan. And, and nothing can stop God's plan. Amen. Even when Egypt, when Israel went into slavery in Egypt, God still had a plan. Through Joseph, God saved Abraham and his children and, and didn't allow them to perish during the seven years of famine that took place in, in, in that nation. God had a plan. When, Jacob's, when, when, when Jacob died and, and, and his brothers thought, and I know I fast-forwarded fast forwarded and missed a lot of information, but that's why you need to know the Word of God and study it. When, when, when Jacob died, his brothers thought that he was going to get revenge on them uh, because of what they had done to him. But Joseph's words to his brothers were, do not be afraid, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant it evil against me, what you did. You meant to do evil to me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about as it is today to save many people alive. God had a plan. Where, where, where his brothers meant evil, God had a plan for it to work out for good. Exactly. Amen. Yes. Those who have ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the church today. Amen. Even after 430 years of bondage, and you may ask, why, why did they stay in Egypt 
for so long? Well, we don't know the exact answer. I could give you some 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 suggestions, but 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 God still the point is that regardless of how long they stayed, and pay attention, pay attention to lengths of time. Pay attention to lengths of time. Why? Because we want things to happen really fast. But even after 430 years, pay attention to lengths of time, God still had a plan to bring them out. You must know that God has a plan for your life. If it takes one year, if it takes five years, if it takes 20 years, and we don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear God, it's going to take 20 years for you to work out your plan. But if it takes that long, God will bring his plan to pass in your life. God will bring his plans to pass in these United States of America. Amen. He'll bring it to pass. He'll bring his plan to pass in this world. And when God does it, his people are better off for it. Amen. His people are better off for it. Really, the world is better off for it, but the world won't recognize God's plan. The world is better off because Jesus came into the world and died for our sins. But many people don't recognize Jesus, and they don't recognize the sacrifice that he made on the cross of Calvary to make it possible for everyone to be saved. So Israel, was, Israel, Israel, when you look at them, they, they came out of Egypt better than they were when they went in. What do you mean, Bishop? You know the story, right? They went in poor, but they came out rich. And God made them rich overnight. Do you see? God had a plan. God had a plan. When, when, when God is ready, out his plan, it does not take him forever to do it. We just have to be ready and waiting. So I simply want to tell you today that God has a plan. Even in the midst of the craziness that we see going on around us, God has a plan. I am always reminded, always, when I see things happening in this world and happening even in my own life, I'm always reminded of Isaiah and the throne room. He said, in the year the king Isaiah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. He saw the Lord. The Lord was sitting on the throne. And every time I think about that, I realize that God is still on the throne, which means God is still in control. Nobody has moved him off of his throne. Nobody can move him off of his throne. I don't care. Satan tried, and Satan still wants. He still wants God's throne, but it will never happen because he's already a defeated foe. Already. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, for the Israelites, after 430 years in Egypt, and then suffering more and more affliction because the Bible says a new king or new Pharaoh arose who did not know Joseph. You see, while Joseph was alive, you know, he, he was the administrator of the whole nation. He was the prime minister of the whole nation. He had a relationship with the previous Pharaoh. And, and, and that Pharaoh was favorable to the Hebrew people. And so they grew. I mean, and they grew. I mean, and they grew, glory to God. And they grew so much that when this new king arose, he was afraid and the people were afraid that they would go to war against him and take over Egypt. He came up with a plan to afflict them and to stop them, even tried by, by telling the midwives when they went in to deliver Hebrew babies, if it was a male child, kill them. If a female child, let them live. Uh, it, it, so when I, when I, when I, every time I think about that, young men, we have to understand Satan's plan to destroy our lives, and we can't allow the devil to do that. Because if you can kill the seed, then what, where, 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 where's the next generation coming from? Think about that. Even if Satan kills you mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, what happens to the next generation? 
And that's not in the message today that I wrote down, but it's a part of the message. God has a plan. God has a plan. And we can't turn our backs on God because of what we see going on around us. But so many people have turned their backs on God. So many people have looked for another way. I don't want to jump ahead of myself, so I'll stop right there. I want you to know that God has a plan. And the Bible says here that that, that, that because of the affliction of this Pharaoh uh, and the people of Egypt against the people, the Hebrew people, that the groans and the cries of the people went up to God, and it said God remembered his covenant with Abraham. Now, there, God remembered doesn't mean that God had forgotten about it. God never forgets. He never forgets. But it means now is the time to fulfill that promise that he had made to Abraham. So at this point in time, it was now the time for God to move on that behalf of the Hebrew people. God has a plan. So he sends Moses to deliver his people out of bondage in Egypt. And as I read these chapters and pondered on the fact that God has a plan that he will bring to pass in our lives and in this world, the Lord impressed upon me several things that I want to share with you today, amen, to encourage you to wait for God to bring about his plan in your life. And even in this world, don't, don't, get, don't get antsy. You know, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Don't forget who we are. Amen. Don't, don't lose sight of the God that you serve. Yeah. So, you see, even though we, may, we might have heard or we might, we might hear, we may have heard that God has a plan before, or God is in control, or God will work all this out, most people don't like the idea of waiting on God. We don't like the idea of waiting on God. You know, you think about Israel having to wait 430 years, and we don't want to wait one week. We're ready. We pray today, and we expect an answer tomorrow. And when God doesn't answer, oh, don't let him wait a week. Don't let him wait two weeks. Then we, 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 we're in a state of confusion and, and we don't know what to do and we're crying and we're praying and we're calling up people and we're talking about our problems and we're complaining and we're grumbling and we'll say, where is God? Pay attention to the time frame. 430 years from the time they went into Egypt to the day when God remembered his covenant with Abraham is that now is the time. Now, we don't know why God waited so long. We don't know why God waited so long, but there came a day. God said, now is the time. Yeah. So, you know, we don't like the idea of waiting on God. Some people are not in faith to hear that, and to hear this seems like a cop-out. Wait on God. Oh, you're just saying that to keep us docile, to keep us, to, 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 uh, to keep the Indians, to keep, oh, maybe I should, that's wrong, forgive me, to keep the people settled down. And we don't want to, we don't want to call, you don't want us to cause any ruckus. You want to stop us from facing the issues of uh, 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 stepping up to the plate and doing things for ourselves. You're just trying to stop us. Some people believe that God is too slow. I was watching a movie yesterday. And 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 in this movie, it was a it was a movie set in Nigeria. And, and this young man who was involved in criminal activity, he had a gang of people that were working with him, and they kind of controlled this area. And and he went to see his mother, and his mother said, The pastor wants to talk to you. And so he went to talk to the pastor, and the pastor was trying to tell him, uh, trying to encourage him to leave that life of crime. And in the movie, the young man said, why, you want me to trust God? He said, God is too slow. People need help now. People need money now. You see, his gang, he and his friends, already had a plan that they were going to rob this, 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 um, this van that was carrying money for the bank. So they already had a plan. He even said to the pastor, he said, I'm going to get a big tithe and you'll be okay. 
but he didn't know that his plot was discovered. And so they went out to rob the van, but they end up being killed by the police. I know that's a movie, you know, but sometimes what's depicted in, in movies shows us things that happen in real life. Shows us what happened in real life. Have you ever looked at some of these movies and said, where did those people get those thoughts from? Shows us what's happened, what happens in real life. God may have been slow in this young man's eyes, and he may be slow in many people's eyes today. But think about it. If that young man had waited on God, maybe he wouldn't have been killed. Yeah. You see, our refusal or to wait on God, our impatience can get us into situations that will have negative ramifications for the rest of our lives. And many times the rest of our family's lives. And you can fill in the blanks there. You can think about situations in your own life or in people that you know in your own family's lives or people who are just impatient. God is too slow. Too slow. Yeah. Yep. Some people are very impatient. They haven't wait. They haven't trusted God long enough to know. They who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let me tell you, saints. God has a plan for your life. God has a plan. For America, God has a plan for this world. Don't worry. God is going to bring his plan to pass. He's going to bring his plan. You say, Bishop, what is God's plan? Well, we know part of God's plan is the salvation of all people. But all of the intricate details we don't know. We just need to know that God has a plan. So let me share these three things with you that the Lord gave me concerning him and his plan. The first thing is, because this is critical for us to understand. God never changes. God never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He says in Malachi 3.6, I am the Lord. I do not change. In James 1 and 17, James declares, Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of heaven and lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of changing. And again, what I just quoted earlier is from Hebrews 13 and 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. God never changes. Why is that important? Well, as you wait on God, you must know that you must rest in this truth that God never changes. Okay? You got to rest in it. God never changes. Amen. As you learn to wait on God to fulfill his promises in your life, in this world, in the midst of trouble, in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of despair, maybe in the midst of sickness or the death of a loved one, God does not change. He is the God of Abraham. He's the God of Isaac. He's the God of Jacob. He's a generational God, keeps his promises from one generation to the next. He's a generational God who does not change regardless of the circumstances of our lives. If we are faithless, Paul says in Timothy 2 and 13, God remains faithful because he can't deny himself. Therefore, if we see, this is, this is, this is what it's there for. If we see God's faithfulness to Abraham and his descendants, and the fact that God did not fail his plan or in his plan or promises 
for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we can rest assured that God will do the same for us. He's God. He doesn't change. He doesn't change. He does this. Young people, if you can recognize the faithfulness of God in your parents' lives, he's the same God. He'll do the same thing for you. If you can recognize the faithfulness of God in older people's lives, God is the same. But we have the holy record to show us time and time again of God's faithfulness. Wicked rulers can't change God's plans. Pharaoh couldn't stop God's plan for, a, for the Hebrew people. A wicked president in 2020 can't stop God's plans. Evil brothers could not change God's plan for Jacob. And evil people can't change God's plan for you. You may have an evil supervisor on your job. But don't you know who is really your supervisor? They can't stop what God has planned for your life. Are you listening? The loss of one job is not the end, glory to God. God has a better job. Amen. God has something else for you. Amen. That might be God's way of pushing you out of the door. Because sometimes we get comfortable where we are. Are you understanding me? Because bad things happen in your life of things that you consider bad, it does not mean that God's plan for your life has been stopped. God still says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. Thoughts of, e thoughts of good and not evil to give you a future and a hope. You say, God, I'm 50 years old. Where's my future? God said, wait on me. Ooh, Lord have mercy. Are you listening? Sometimes your latter days are better than your, than, than your former days. But you got you to gotta, you gotta learn. You got to know that God has a plan for your life. You can't get antsy. You can't get uneasy. You can't, you can't give up in this process because God has a plan. Remember time. 430 years they waited. 430 years. We're not going to live that long. So God has to bring his plan to pass in, those time, in that time frame that he set for your life. Whoo, Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the waiting process, if you're going to wait, you've got to know that God does not change. He does not change. Situations can't change God. Circumstances, God does not change. Your emotions even are not going to change God. Fasting is not going to twist God's arm. Mm -mm. God has a plan that God will work out in your life. Second thing you need to know is that God's plans work in his time frame. His plans work in his time frame, not ours. God came and God, be, God won't be rushed regardless of how hard we try. He works in his own time. See, God knows our end from our beginning. And he knows everything in between. You've heard me say that over and over and over again. What you're going through right now in your middle, God knows about it. What you went through last year in your middle time, God knows about it. Amen. And God has a way of working all of that together for good. Because you love him. And you are the called. Don't forget this. You are the called according to his purposes. So there is a calling on your life that has to be fulfilled. And God is working in this process to bring you to that point to fulfill that end for your life. All right? He knows how to work his plan out for us. He knows how to bring his plan into fruition. You don't know. I don't know. Even my, for my own life. I am at a loss as to how to do this thing. Are you listening? Sometimes you want to put your hand on it and all you do is mess it up. 
You want to get involved in it, all you do, and all you do is mess it up. You open up your mouth and you say something, and all you do is mess it up. Are you listening? Hmm. God has a plan that he's going to bring to pass in his own time frame. In Habakkuk, I had to pause to pronounce that correctly. <laughs> uh, chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, God said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. For the vision waits for an appointed time. Ooh. The vision waits. He said, write it. Make it plain. But the vision waits for an appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, he says, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says, For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under the heaven. We're in a season right now we want to get out of. But this is an appointed season that we have to wait on God. I'm ready to get on the airplane and go to Africa, but I'm in a season. I've got to wait on God. Hallelujah. God promised Abraham that from his seed, all of the nations of the earth would be blessed. Abraham was 100 years old when Isaac was finally born. When the angel of the Lord spoke to Abraham and Sarah, Abraham was 99. He had, because Sarah laughed, she didn't believe. He asked the question, is anything too hard for God? And then he said, at the appointed time. Can you say appointed time? Appointed time. Lord, have mercy. You got a 9 o'clock appointment at the doctor and you go at 830. There is no guarantee he's going to see you at 830. Well, at a doctor today, there's no guarantee he's going to see you at 9 o'clock. <laughs> but, but, but God has an appointed time and, and, and nobody is going to change God's appointed time. He said, at the appointed time, I will return to you about this time next year, and Sarah shall have a son. And it happened just as the angel said. Listen, if we try to rush God, if we try to help God out, we're going to do the same thing that Abraham and Sarah did with Hagar. We're going to mess up, make a mess out of it. They made a mess that's still affecting this world today. So we got to learn to wait on God to bring his plans to pass in our lives. He's always in time. Uh, Daddy people sings he's an on-time God. I say he's an in-time God. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. He may not come when you want him to come, but he's always in time. He is never late. Praise the name of Jesus. Psalm 24 and 17 says, wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Lamentations 3.25, Jeremiah states, The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to those who seek him. It is good that one should wait quietly. Ooh, Lord, have mercy for the salvation of the Lord. Can you stop grumbling? Can you stop complaining? Can you stop crying and wait quietly for the Lord? Oh, God. Galatians 6 and 9 says, Let us not be weary in doing good, for in due reason. Oh, my goodness. I know you want to take matters in your own hands. You want to pick up a gun. Somebody told me that day, I want to pick up a gun and go kill somebody. I said, no, 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 no. Don't be weary in doing good, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. God has a plan. God has a plan. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ came in the fullness of time. Not a day late. Not a day early. Hallelujah. 
Galatians 4, 4 says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth the Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. Not a day early, not a day late, but in the fullness of time. So what we've got to do is know that God moves in his own time. Wait for him. Tell your neighbor, wait on God. It is good that you wait quietly. Somebody say, wait quietly. Oh, my goodness. Saints got to learn this. Saints got to learn this. We don't wait quietly. Mm-mm. No, we get in the church and some, some of our prayers, praise, we're crying because God ain't moved in our situation. Mm. Lord have mercy. You remember the old church, you get in there and folk really jump and shout when you start singing those sad songs because they're not waiting on God to move in their situations. Mm, my goodness, my goodness, we got to learn to wait quietly on the third thing, and I'm done. Praise the Lord. Amen. So what is left for us to do in the meantime? And I mentioned wait, but, but there's another aspect of this that the Lord laid on my heart. We have a choice to make, okay? Trust God and live in his peace in the meantime, or reject God and live in confusion, frustration, and failed attempts to change things in the meantime. So what choice are you going to make? Trust in God means, hallelujah, in the meantime, it does not mean that my problems, listen to me good. It means that while I'm waiting, Hallelujah. For him to bring about his plans in my life, I am constantly looking to him. I look to the Lord to make a way for me out of no way. My problems are still there. I'm waiting on God to bring about his, 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 his plan for my life. So, so I've got to trust him. And I'm looking for him to make a way out of no way. I look to God to make rivers in my desert. I look to God to make my rough places smooth and my crooked ways straight. Glory to God. It means that I look to him for his peace that passes all understanding. Glory to God. To keep my mind and my heart in Christ Jesus. My problems haven't gone away, but I'm looking to the Lord. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up your everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up your everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of, of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty oh, glory to God. Why is God strong? Why is God mighty in battle? Because I'm going through the battle. I need God in the midst of the battle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are some battles, Elder Hassan says this all the time. There are some battles that we've got to fight. Uh, sometimes we say, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Yeah, there are times we've got to stand still, but there are times we have to enter the fight. Glory to God. But remember that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through God to the putting down of strongholds. So when I go to war, I'm not warring with carnal weapons. When I go to war, I'm warring with divine spiritual weapons. Ooh, Lord have mercy. In the meantime, tell your neighbor, in the meantime, you got to trust God. Trusting God means that while I'm waiting, I cast all of my care on him because I know he cares for me. Trusting God means that while I wait for him, I lift up my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. He made the heavens and the earth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He does not slumber, nor does he sleep. Glory to God. While I'm sleeping at night, the Lord is already still on the job. The Lord is still fighting the battles for me. The Lord is still making the way for me while I wait on him. Trusting God in the meantime means that I have confidence in him. I have confidence in his character. I have confidence in his word. Hallelujah. Because I know that God watches over his word to perform his word in my life. 
His angels obey the voice of his word. So as I give voice to his word, he releases his angels to come his word to pass in my life. Let me reiterate to you, just like God had for the Hebrew people, God has for us. God has planned. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't fret. Don't be overwhelmed by what you see going on even in your life. You get a bad report from the doctor. Pull your mind together. Pull your spirit man together or your spirit woman together Ah, and wait on God. Look to God. Hallelujah. God has a plan in the midst of it. You see, once you take your eyes off of God and put it on the situation, you can't see what God wants to do in your situation. You can't see how God wants to use you in the midst of what you're going through. Hallelujah. You're waiting on God to bring you out so you can be strong. And when God wants to use you, why are you weak? Glory to God. God says, in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. God says, I don't need you to be strong in yourself. I need you to be strong in me. Be weak, but be strong in me. Glory to God. And watch me bring to pass my plan for your life. God has a plan. He's working it out in his own time frame. So in the meantime, trust him. Trust him. Cast your care on him. He cares for you. He's going to work it out. He's going to work it out. He's going to bring it to pass. What he has determined, God is going to do. You can't rush him. You can't rush him. You can't influence him to move faster than he wants to move. Hallelujah. Let him bring his plan to pass in your life. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you void, but it, it accomplishes all that you desire. Thank you that you prosper your word in the things you sent your word to. Thank you for speaking to us today. Some of us have gotten a little weary waiting on you. Some of us have wanted to take matters in our own hands. Some of us have tried only to fail. But thank you for speaking to us today. Help us, Lord, to apply this message in every aspect of our lives. You have a plan. You knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb. Before we came forth from the belly, you already had a plan for our lives. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, that brings us to the end of the message for today. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at tabernacleofpraise at msn.com. That's tabernacleofpraise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. 
Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.